0: Wait for it, wait for it, and we're live! Hello, you crazy sci-fi and fantasy fans, it's time for your daily dose of shenanigans over here at the Blasters and Blades podcast. Just a couple of nerdy veterans geeking out over our science fiction passions and fantastical fantasies. A place where magic is king, the sky is the limit, and space is the place, the podcast that puts the fun in dysfunction. So, without further ado, I just want you to know that uh, Madam Stabby took a recording of our last episode. She sent it to the local theme park, and I had been given a job opportunity to um, DJ the, ra- the roller coasters. So, we're walking, we're walking, we're stopped. Make sure your trays are in the upright and locked position before the roller coaster starts. Did I miss anything?
1: That, that Yeah, that's an airplane, dude. I don't have tray tables. Man, I'm going to lose the job on the first day. <laughs> just, just cut out the tray table part and you'll be fine.
2: Sunglasses.
0: Okay, sunglasses. See, I don't ride roller coasters. I haven't been to a theme park since, I don't know, like 1990. Okay. I, it probably what? wasn't that long ago, but it's been a while. That's all I'm saying. All right. Um, so with that being said, before we introduce our topic, we're going to let our guests introduce themselves. So the lovely Mr. John Eppel isn't here. So when he gets on, we'll let him introduce. Sometimes life happens, but we hope he can join us because he had lots of opinions on this topic. Uh, instead, we're going to go ladies first because we are gentlemen, sometimes-ish, and the ish does a lot of the heavy lifting. But we're going to let Miss Terry K. Job introduce herself to our listeners and viewers.
3: Hi, I'm Terry K. Job, uh, a big fan of Ish. I use it all the time. A audiobook narrator, baby author, and just a fun-loving nerd. And we do have
0: an interview being scheduled that will air sometime after this one, where we talk to her all about the wild world of Terry's narrating voices. By oh, Terry, yes. is that what we're going to call it? The voices. Oh, inside yes, that could be head. fun. The voices inside Terry's head. We got to figure it out.
3: Oh, that might be that might be going a little bit too deep. That could get dark.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. That's an episode in itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no kidding.
0: We could actually do an episode about writing insanity, like writing crazy people well in fiction. Ooh. That could be an interesting one. All right. Uh, and uh, next we have Mr. John Apple. I told you he'd make it, uh, John. I, I Nick kicked you out. That, that was all Nick. I gave him the you power. Son of a bitch. Already, John. Can you introduce
4: yourself?
0: (laughs) Can you introduce yourself?
4: Hi, I'm John. I'm the guy that uh, Nick kicked out. (laughs) All right.
0: Well, that's an excellent introduction. Sometimes he draws (laughs) the pretty pictures. He writes the comics. He harasses everyone. and He's got opinions. So with that being said, Paul, you're next.
5: I'm Paul Sparks. I'm a relatively new author. Uh, I've got a few uh, anth- short stories and a couple of different anthologies. Currently working on three or four different projects. Uh, depends on which way the squirrels have me go. So um, this is just all new to me and I'm having a blast.
0: Out freaking standing. Squirrel, squirrel? where's the squirrel? I didn't see a squirrel. Did I not see a Squirrel. Squirrel. All right. Well, I didn't get invited to that party. The next part of the introduction, dear listener, is how we found them. Um, and so, yeah, it was actually at a sarcasm anonymous meeting, but we decided we ain't no quitter. So we just left and we started <laughs> a club and a podcast. So, Yeah. freaking hey, man. And all right. We have had all of these lovely people on the podcast before. So instead of asking them the religion question, again, we're going to ask them the coffee question because we are sponsored by a company Uh do you guys have any daily rituals for your coffee or tea? Drink it. Drink it's a good one. How do you drink? <laughs> well, you drink it black like your soul. But like, do you drink it with anything? Like in a special well, cup, special being food? a ginger,
4: I don't have a soul, so I. I... <laughs>
0: this is true. Um, all right. So moving right along, Terry. <laughs>
3: It really depends if I'm working that day or if I'm not working that day, since a lot of my coworkers don't like the fancy flavored coffee that I have because they're boring.
0: They are boring. <laughs> Change my mind, Nick. Change my mind. I That's could right. have told you that. Have All right. And uh, Paul, you don't drink coffee or tea because you're not an author anymore. You've had that card revoked, but I'm assuming you drink things. So yes. when you drink caffeine, how do you take it? Like, do you drink it in a special mug? Do you say a prayer to the undead because, you know, you're a heathen? I don't know. What, no, what do I you just
5: put some of that, uh, the Mio uh, caffeine uh, drink supplement in a 16.9 ounce bottle of water and usually put five or six squeezes of it and drink it that way
0: boring you need to drink coffee we'll convert you um i don't know about you nick and stabby you can answer next but i have my special mug uh when i was a graduate student at villanova i um worked um the work what do you call those um job work study thingies that they do it's been a while people a couple years uh and so i worked for food services and they had these cups they call them the quarter mugs where you could get refills for a quarter if you spent 20 dollars at the beginning of the season Uh, or the beginning of the semester and all the college students would buy them because they were from rich, you know, rich, spoiled kids. And then they just throw them in the trash. I had like a collection of like a hundred of those mugs. And I finally down to my last three and the handles almost broken off and it leaks. Um, So I'm going to have to find a new mug, but my ritual has always been my, my graduate school mug. It's sad. I'm going to actually have a funeral. We're going to bury it in the backyard. Thank you, Stabby. You feel my pain. <laughs> She's miming today, the next podcast topic.
4: All mine have various smart ass remarks on them that aren't necessarily suitable for public consumption. But they're just great for us. All right, Nick. Yes.
3: <laughs> I have one my friend gave me that says, pay no attention to my browser history. I'm a writer.
0: I like it. I like it. He <laughs> gave Nick the power and I- now he is going um bonkers with all of the little
2: uh, bars <laughs> see the what bottom. happens? You give them a little bit of power. Mm. My mom bought me a cup when I turned 18, and it says, don't judge me. I'm not stupid. I'm just blonde.
3: Nice.
2: I'm the only blonde in my family.
0: I'm not touching that one with a 10-foot pole. You already want to stab me.
2: But I do have my favorite cups that I drink out of. This is the newest one that just came in. It says, And then I just snap. And it's got bloody handprints
0: and stuff on it does the blood move and change like when it gets hot or cold
2: no not on this one um we all know that i love my other cup for obvious reasons and i'm not allowed to say on the show because it says it five times six times six times but i'm not allowed to use that word so um yeah there's that cup and then i have i do Nick is such a sweetheart. He did just buy me a new one, and it should be here by Halloween, and it actually says
1: Madam Stabby on it. He no, wants domestic terrorism, and you know it.
0: All right. Um, we're going to have oh, – never mind. I was going to make a joke about you can show your um, your curse word cup, and then I'd, like, throw a censored picture out, but I'm just too lazy, so we're just going to move on. All right. So the first <laughs> is uh, – you're gonna pretend that was in there. We'll insert. Blah, blah, blah. No, we won't. Who, who am I kidding? We're not inserting anything <laughs> in post because again, lazy. All right. Well, we're we're selectively lazy because they're getting three episodes a week now. So I I, I think it's a balancing act. Um, the the
2: other addition to going coffee is is whiskey. Whiskey goes in coffee.
4: She, she's got a valid point.
2: Uh,
0: I I will accept that. So the topic today is mythical or legendary creatures. So first off, uh, I'm going to read the definition I shamelessly stole from the Wikipedia website, which I will link in the show notes. So a legendary creature, also called mythical or mythological, is a type of fantasy entity, typically a hybrid, that has not been proven and that is described in folklore, including myths and legend, but may be featured in historical accounts before modernity. Where they describe modernity is anyone's guess, but, you know, it's the internet. Uh, in classical era, monster creatures such as the Cyclops and other and the Minotaur appear in heroic tales for the protagonist to destroy. Other creatures such as the unicorn unicorn were claimed in accounts of natural history by various scholars of antiquity. Some legendary creatures have their origin in traditional mythology and were believed to be real creatures, for example, dragons, griffins, and unicorns. Others were based on real encounters, originating gnarled and garbled accounts of travelers' tales, such as the vegetable tail lamb of Tartary, which supposedly grew tethered to the earth. All right, you I mean have like gingers with souls. souls? That is, what's that you mean? Like gingers with souls, that, that kind of
4: mythical creature?
0: Yeah, that kind of mythical creature. But don't worry, um, I'm told, every raster's raster's don't exist, stole, so
2: hey <laughs> JR. Yes. Nick didn't I get to answer the coffee question.
0: He did not. Nick, grab your sack and just sound off. You're supposed to do this on your own.
1: Oh, I did, but Stabby took over.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Use big boy oh, voice.
1: Man. She does that. It's okay. Okay. What is your? Well, if coffee I use my question? big boy voice, certain things ain't gonna happen. <laughs> and I like those things. All right. That is
0: very, very valid for married folks. So we will accept that and we will move on. And you can answer the, the coffee rituals.
1: Oh, it's simple. Um, on my days off, it's black coffee, like my soul and my hopes and dreams. And I put bourbon in it, which restores the hopes and dreams. And on the days that I am working, um, since it's been hot. I usually don't drink coffee. So I'll drink an Ultra Sunrise Monster. Out of
2: your favorite Batman mug.
1: Out of my favorite Batman mug. That I got at six flags. Do you oh,
0: sing? So. Do you like sing the Batman theme, th- theme song
1: when you drink uh, it? Yeah, you can't be drinking out of a Batman mug without going, I'm Batman.
2: No. I'm oh, I am vengeance.
1: I am caffeinated. He gets mad <laughs> if I even watch it. Oh, yeah. Nobody touches the mug. Nobody. You, you'll Except you'll me. no no no. That's
0: bad. You don't wash the coffee mugs.
1: Out of a third-story window, if she touched my mug. That's how I You're hearing saying hearing you'll defenestrate me. the nun? Yeah.
0: So a I nun. Was raised ch-
1: Catholic, went to a Catholic school. Absolutely, she's going out a window. Oh, hold on, Mary, Margaret Catherine, whatever.
0: Is that a nun chuck then? Because you chucked her out the window. Wow. Uh, I
1: need two, <laughs> I Okay, okay, yeah. Because I thought I was going to need two tied together for a nun chuck, but yeah, if I'm chucking a nun out of the window because you that's defenestrated definitely a nun chuck. her. Yeah. That
0: is my favorite word for some reason ever since I read about the defenestration. See, I don't I don't
1: I don't know about I don't know that word's a big word, so I'm I'm gonna have to take it as disrespect.
0: So defenestration Let's is see. the art or act of throwing someone out a window.
1: Oh, and that's they gonna famous, be my new favorite move. Uh,
0: they famously movie. uh threw a, a, a politician a out a it, window it, in Prague and he landed in the dung heap and it became the defenestration of Prague. Mm-hmm. My favorite oh. story in history.
1: I'm gonna have okay, to figure I'm have out a to learn way to, learn how to spell that, to that in a comment properly.
0: Oh, I would just to like time. to reenact that with all of my favorite politicians.
1: And some of my least favorite people. Yep. Yeah.
0: Why discriminate? All right. Well, so,
1: line forms to the left.
0: You'll get a defenestration <laughs> and you'll get a defenestration. Yeah. It, it would be, be the like Oprah Oprah up in that piece. And Look now the FBI sheets. is pounding yep. on your door. Dun, dun, dun. Um, all right. So, we've gone over the definition of mythical creature uh legendary creature if you prefer so did you agree with the with the base wiki um assessment
4: i'll let it slide
0: <laughs> okay
4: seems reasonable.
0: very gracious paul jerry
5: yeah, I, I could see yeah i agree with that yeah reasonable
2: the, the definition was so long, I stopped listening after the second
0: uh, sentence. So. Too long, didn't read. Okay, basically, they're not real, but they existed in stories. Like on the maps where the in the water it said, there be monsters.
2: See, you could have just said that.
0: But then I didn't sound as smart as I stumbled over all of those big words.
1: <laughs> he had a word salad to get through, damn it. I got to
0: sound like I did my research, damn it. That's right. All right, so.
1: He's a responsible host.
0: So now we've talked about what Wikipedia says a mythical creature is. Let's talk about them. Um, So is there, and this is something that uh, Paul brought up in the the pre-show, so we'll give him all the credit. And if you don't like the question, he also gets all the credit. Um, But is there a difference between a monster and a mythical creature? Because I'm noticing some overlap between the monsters
3: in this. I think it really depends on the intent of the creature. Like, if it's just chaotic evil and purely wants to eat you out of malice, uh, that's a monster. If it's something like a unicorn or a griffin that's basically good or has, like, chicks to feed in the case of a griffin. I would call that mythical.
5: But yet a griffin will still rip you to shreds if you don't know anything uh, or if you're if, it, if you haven't befriended it. I mean, Oh, yes, wants,
3: but it has chicks to feed.
5: Uh, and it doesn't have to be malevolent. Look at the Fae. They are considered, some Fae are considered not malevolent, but yet they're mythical and they'll...
4: They're mischievous uh, as hell, too. They are. Screw up your day. Okay.
1: Okay, so I asked the question to a website, Kiora, and there is an answer, and it's quite humorous. Would you like to hear it? somebody asked the difference between a monster and a mythical creature answer a monster can rip your arms off and your legs and squash your ipod a mythical creature is always hiding until the end of the story or yarn or your and by the time it can be a little scary is when you're already sound asleep i'll allow it
0: i'll allow it all right does anyone want to add to that? I think there's a lot of overlap.
1: There's a lot, there's of, overlap. A lot of overlap. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean,
0: the Venn diagram is almost or... a circle. That's all I'm saying. I hate so this stuff. We, we gotta fix it. this. <laughs> yeah. Um. We, we um could
2: do it. No. So, um, it depends on their behavior. That's that's just what it comes down to. It's their behavior because. You said, Terry said that, um, you know, unicorns are a mythical creature. And nine times out of ten, unicorns are just a beautiful, lovely, peaceful, you know, mythical creature. Until you go into the cabin in the woods where they're freaking monstrous and stabbing people with their horn. Or in the newest Shazam movie when they didn't get their skittles. So... Then they became monsters.
1: Taste the rainbow, yeah. stab the rainbow. Yeah,
2: because they would. And has
1: different, different interpretations. Or... Yeah. Tasting the rainbow. Yes. Yeah, we it, talked that about that That like uh, Depends on.
5: Depends <laughs> on what you consider as tasting the rainbow.
4: Well, that's a different topic for a different time. I,
0: I exactly. was
5: out <laughs> unicorns. Out unicorns.
0: So for the unicorns. record, Paul, we're not that kind of podcast. I'm just saying. unicorns.
2: <laughs> <are not. laughs> I'm just going to keep saying it. Unicorns. Mm, I they know that there's only one left because
0: I watched The Last Unicorn. I know how
1: this ends. Oh, what a traumatizing <laughs>
5: movie. So, so, wow. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> amazing. It was, it was, it was amazing. amazing. It's probably some of the best animation you're going to see at the time. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So speaking of Last Unicorn,
0: let's go through there. What is the first mythical creature you've heard of? Dragons. Okay.
4: Dragons. Yeah, I think I'd go for that too. I
3: okay. was going to say Unicorn from The Last Unicorn because I watched that movie pretty early, but I also distinctly remember sitting on top, on the back of my dad's recliner when I was about three as he read The Hobbit to me, which has a dragon in it. So yeah. I, I think Dragon's probably it for my I, first one.
1: I would uh, probably say that most people's. Introduction to mythical creatures would be a dragon, because they're they're everywhere. Them and unicorns. I think, I think they're tied.
2: Dragons.
1: What
0: about you, you, Stabby?
2: Fairies. Oh, go on. Ferngully.
3: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
2: Ferngully was one of the first ones where I really it wasn't you know Ninja Turtles or something where uh, an ooze made them what they are. Ferngully was one of the first ones, and um, yeah. Mythical creatures.
0: For me, it was sea monster, but I grew up in a navy town around a bunch of sailors. When my when I was younger, my stepdad was still with the special boat units. So it was a special kind of weirdos. Just gonna put that out there.
4: Yeah. So we heard about the
0: Navy monsters. Yeah. Basically the navy in general, but but they were just trying to mess with me. Um so it was it was sea monsters. And if if you've ever been out night in the ocean, because I did that what they call them tiger cruises back in the day, uh, the the phosphorescence that would grow Um, I was told that was the blood of the dying sea monsters that they killed to keep us safe nice that was my formidable kindergarten memory well that's bioluminescent algae that explains a lot
5: well that's kind of what that's what the lost subs are the eternal patrol they are patrolling and keeping us safe from the creatures that look in the dark and the seas
0: it makes me think of a uh, a series that I've been meaning to get into. Called, I think it's called the Destroyer Man series. And it's literally about uh, maybe ships from, I think, World War One that somehow go into a storm and come out on the other side in like fantasy worlds. And they're like, destroyers against monsters. It's kind of a cool theme. I'm just not rich enough to buy the $100 to get all 12 books. Damn.
2: Yeah.
0: I know. E-books get I more expensive these days.
2: When it comes to mythical creatures, though, I think a lot of kids do start with fairies. And they just don't really... See it
0: that way, because almost every Disney movie has a fairy in it. Tooth fairy, it? yeah. Or what about elves? Because the um well, elves are fairies, I guess, sort of.
2: No, well, no, what? no they're de- not. It
4: depends on your source, I think. Well, if it's like the Santa Claus kind of elves, that's yeah, that's thing. what I'm thinking but of. The Lord of the, the Lord of the Rings kind of elves, completely different.
0: I was thinking more yeah. like Santa Claus, because everyone's talking about Tooth Fairy and Santa Claus.
5: Well, then you've got the Sealy Court and the Unsealy Court, which are also elves.
0: I have no idea what that is. Go on.
5: Okay, the Unseelie Court or this the one. Court of Winter is basically the the dark, the nasty. Think of Drow as being part of an Unseelie Court. And then the Seelie Court, you get the the Dryads, the Fairies, the to use a d and Moon Elves, or the Elves from The Hobbit would be considered Seelie Court, which is the Summer Court. It's okay. it's all it's Celtic in uh, origin.
2: Okay. See, the longer I sit here and think about it, the more I'm like, yeah, I think Fergulie was one of the first ones that I saw. But then I'm really sitting here thinking about, it, I'm like, wait a minute, Cinderella had a fairy godmother, and talking mice, <laughs> Little Mermaid.
4: That could have just been she a
2: She was choice. a mermaid, you know.
3: And Beauty and the, Beauty and the Beast had it, that. Which fairy character? I
2: mean, the yeah. uh, what did they call her? An enchantress. The, en- uh, the
3: enchantress. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm.
5: You're right. I mean, look at Sleeping Beauty turned into a dragon.
2: And she had three fairies looking after her. <laughs> Dragons and fairies.
5: <laughs> so I but guess you'd say Disney was our was like <laughs> I would say my really my first introduction to because we would watch the Wonderful World of Disney growing up on Sundays mm-hmm. and they had. Fantasia, or Night on uh, Witch Mountain. Stuff like that. Oh, and Escape from Witch Mountain?
2: Escape from Witch, Witch Mountain, Mountain was so
5: good. Yeah. And Fantasia. Mountain? Those are all Yeah, awesome.
3: all the dan- dancing ostriches. So
4: that's yeah, back yep. when uh, Disney was good.
5: Exactly.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: with drunken elephants.
3: It, it was...
2: But if you really think about it, almost I'm not saying every Disney movie, but almost all of the classics had some sort of mythical creature in it. Most of them.
4: Okay.
5: Actually, Snow White did. Cinderella did. Sleeping mm-hmm. Beauty did. Mm-hmm. Uh.
1: Black Cauldron did.
3: That was my favorite. Black Cauldron. Oh, that's a good one. Scared the
1: shit out of me as a kid. I know, but I loved
0: it. Yes, Skatskis! I don't think I've seen that one.
1: You
4: Oh, are missing it's out, a phenomenal sir. movie. You should. Mm-hmm. I think it's on Disney if you, if you have it.
5: I, I have actually saw it in the theater when they released the 40th anniversary edition in the theaters again.
4: I saw it in the theater when it, when it came out. I loved it. Shit, you're old. Shut <laughs> up.
2: <laughs> no, like, I'm really sitting here thinking. I'm like, okay, so what movies didn't have... That and I'm like,
5: okay, maybe Lion King. I mean, well,
2: the animals, it, the they were animals, but animals, yeah.
3: But, but I think the fact that they're all animals almost negates that,
5: yeah. I mean, Atlanta it's had, like the, had the, mythical, yes, genies, you
3: had a
2: gin, mm-hmm. yeah, gym. and a magic
5: carpet, okay, yes. Uh, Puff the Magic Dragon, or was it that oh, Disney?
2: So, no, that was Disney. dragon.
5: Yeah, uh,
0: Pete's dragon was pretty pretty cool. Um, like so,
5: him.
0: when did you guys transition from the disnification of the topic of all things mythical and legendary to the more historical, grim version? And I'm not talking just Grimm's fairy tales; just the darker version that that older myth and legends tended to be because they tended to be moral tales. They teach you, you know, listen to your mom and don't go out at night, kind of thing. So when did everyone realize that you know all of this stuff wasn't sunshine and rainbows and lollipops?
2: When my brother forced me to watch it when I was five years old.
0: Explains <laughs> 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 a lot. Go on. The
2: clowns were not scary. It, well, clowns weren't scary before that. Clowns were just clowns. And then I watched <clears throat> that, and now clowns are scary. Drains are scary. Bathtubs are scary. You don't go near the grates in the streets. And that clown could also you know, show up as a completely different entity depending on what you're scared of. And all of a sudden, something that was supposed to be innocent and fun is no longer innocent fun. And it's scary. So.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. For me, clowns are always bozo. And when I think clown, I think Otis Spunkmeyer cookies and Schwinn bicycles.
2: I think of uh, John Wayne Gacy.
0: Okay, okay, you definitely Okay. Um, Nick, you get you get like insurance with border patrol, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying of it.
2: you asked at what point it stopped being the Disney sweet stuff and it started being the more scary grim type thing and it that was the point.
3: That was the breaking point.
0: I did ask, silly me. All right, what about you, Terry?
3: i actually think it was pretty early if if you define the last unicorn as not not disneyfied because that got pretty dark there's a harpy spoilers there's a harpy that just straight up killed an old woman how could you spoil that movie it's only 30 years old it's it's not the ending um (laughs) i didn't feel
4: that they, they didn't necessarily show the horrendous act but they showed you enough to know that that's what happened.
3: Yeah, exactly. So I, I think at least by the mid 90s, I had figured out, oh, yeah, there's some dark stuff out there. Which kind of led to other things like Supernatural and other versions of some of these stories. Okay. What about you, Paul?
5: Well, I think it was probably maybe seven or eight years old when I snuck to a friend's house and watched Poltergeist. <laughs>
0: Step into the light, carol Step into the light. Uh, I
5: was not able to sleep with a closed uh, closet door. or With an open TV? closet door for years. TV static? TV static, uh, no. Oh, that but then awesome. I think I really started getting into it when I started get, getting into D&D in like 85, 86. Is when I really started doing a lot of uh, research into the actual mythological. <laughs> That's when I also started... Getting into myths, legends, folklore, and researching that stuff.
0: Okay,
4: all right, John, you're gonna bring us up or bring us down with this answer? Let me see. I'm still gonna go with black cauldrons. That, that's the earliest I remember seeing any kind of. Is it in the mid '80s? Disney was was a, a dark, could be a dark uh, place to be.
1: Oh yeah, slimy I cauldron mean, we
4: did
0: skeletons. See- we did. We did review the black hole where they literally Disney took you to hell. So,
1: yeah, yeah, it was Disney uh, Event Horizon, basically.
2: Even, even in um Snow White, it gets it gets dark when she's running through the forest.
1: Oh, when the the the, Ax, the axeman is
2: that who it was? Yeah, and step yeah. the huntsman, I think <laughs> the huntsman. Yeah, there's there's
4: no way Disney could do. because I've heard they're gonna do like a, a possibly a reboot. That nobody asked for 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 Black Cauldron, and I'm I'm afraid they're just
1: going to ruin it. No, they missed it when Macaulay Culkin grew up.
5: Well, they're <laughs> already planning on doing a reboot of Bambi, and they're actually getting getting rid of the point where Bambi's mother is killed. Dude,
3: that, that was that a was key a component to the storyline.
5: It's
3: like the yeah. inciting event. Come on, Disney.
1: Yeah, it's like, yeah. It was a major plot point. <laughs>
4: that was a culminating event for Bambi
1: oh my god oh we're just going to do this without the major plot event that turns bambi going away yeah with his because
4: dad. because it's it's mean yeah they took the seven
2: dwarfs out of snow white and the seven dwarfs
0: no it's oh, Snow white in the collection of weirdos yeah
2: the magical people
1: it's the Zers. Caesars. so oh,
0: man. not that kind of podcast right so we will move on no. Because uh, otherwise, Nick might rant, and we don't want a Nick rant. Um, no, no, no. I'm only more. half
1: a bourbon in. There's no ranting.
0: Yeah. So, Nick, when was it for you? Uh, we've asked everyone else, but I didn't forget you this time.
1: Oh, thank God! Um, because there's no coffee to say evil. about this. No, it was uh, Clash of the Titans. Oh, uh, the old the, yeah. uh, the OG one. Uh, that's when it stopped being uh, Disney-fied for me. Um, I was was learning about greek history in school and then my dad sometimes drops uh the odd pearl was like hey we should watch class of the titans and i'm like okay i don't know what that is <laughs> and uh so we watched that and i was like this is the greatest movie ever made um the animation yeah, was awesome um but yeah everything was dark dark um and then i started getting deeper into uh greek mythology learning about the minotaur and I'm like, oh, this dude lives in a maze. That's, that's stupid. <laughs> but uh, he's scary as hell the way they describe him.
0: So I think for me, this is going to age me, but I remember watching some of the Disney shows and seeing those creatures. And I'm like, what is that? And my mom, was always <laughs> uh, my mom was always like, you know, instead of giving you the answer, she would tell you to go look it up. But we used to have the door-to-door salesman and we happened to have just bought the complete Encyclopedia Britannica for our house uh and so i
1: books or something
0: like that i think so there's a bunch of them they were hard hard bound with like the yeah the the rough outer edge that was just great if you're going to hit your sister with it i mean what theoretically i didn't do that mom Um, john
1: wick used it to kill a guy in a movie
0: right right yeah well that guy was
4: like seven feet tall I, i would as well (laughs)
0: So I started reading the actual, like, uh, basically encyclopedia definition of what these creatures were. And I realized that what I had seen on Disney was just not so uh, as far as it goes, and it just opened my eyes to everything. So it's, it's Encyclopedia Britannica's fault.
2: You know, um, listening to Nick talk about Clash of the Titans, even if we were to go back to how dark Disney used to be, you can bring uh, Hercules into it.
0: <laughs> so for those listening at home, words can be weapons. Hashtag John Wick. Um, just depends Hercules on your imagination. Too. So we're going to pause this and we're going to shamelessly show for the man, in which case today I'm actually plugging my own commercial because we run the show and we've been doing Nicks for a while. So uh, yeah. I appreciate you. Uh, hopefully you'll buy the books, read them, leave reviews, you know, do the thing.
5: They were called the Human Marine Corps, but their cause was never humanity's until the sleeper awoke. A century ago, all but two members of Lance Scipio's unit were executed for bringing Dishonor to his regiment. Now he wakes into a strange new time and is tasked with whipping into shape the worst squad of misfits in the entire human Marine Corps. The price of failure? Death. This completed series is set in the worlds of the hit Human Legion series by Tim C. Taylor. Now released with a special novelette titled No Marine Left Behind, Freedom Can Be Won. So dive into this debut novel by author J.R. Handley as he takes you on an action-filled sequence of military science fiction glory.
0: Oh, freaking standing. Uh, that's an awesome commercial. Um, and it's a good set of series, and it's complete. So take that, George R. R. Martin. The series is done, man. <laughs>
4: the
0: right. dropshids are well. done, man. That's right. Uh, did you see the memes that are floating around where they found um, additional text for the Gilgamesh? And the, the people quoting it are like, and so we found more books for Gilgamesh before George R. R. Martin has finished a series.
5: Oh, snap. <laughs> oh, snap. snap.
0: Right. That's like, ooh. All right. So we were talking about our evolution of realizing the that uh the myth and lore weren't as pleasant as Disney portrayed it. And um somebody mentioned in the comments Jason and the Argonauts uh to go with Clash of the Titans. So did anybody watch that? What was the what was that oh, about? Yeah. Uh, uh it,
5: it was, was one of the f- it was after the Golden Fleece. It was one of the first Or one of the ones where Harry uh, Hausen actually did all the stop motion photography for it. It was one of the original stop motion for all the monsters, the skeletons and everything were all stop motion. That's uh, where I I, watched it when I was older, but I was just amazed by the detail and how they were able to do all that without CGI back when they actually had practical effects.
2: Fun fact the restaurant in Monsters Incorporated is actually called Harryhausen's. Just saying.
0: (laughs) Okay, that's good to know. All right. So we talked about like, does everybody have a favorite? We've talked about what we found first, but do you have a favorite mythical creature? Don't all go at
1: once.
3: (laughs) I was gonna say it probably. Honestly, it depends on the day and what mood I'm in. But probably the most common answers you get from me are unicorns, elves, and dragons. Okay.
0: What about you? Leprechauns? That fits. Irish Catholic? I'm I'm tracking it. Is there an Italian? Because you also got some Italian in you mentioned. Is there like an Italian leprechaun that we can add in just, you know, to stereotype?
2: No. um, The Italians believed in fairies. I eat, like, in
0: Pinocchio, the Blue Fairy. Just uh, for the record, Mr. Court Officer, let the record show Nick did point to Stabby when he talked about leprechauns. I don't know
1: why we're the same. Italian leprechauns. Usually they're called Uncle Giuseppe.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: It looks like we lost John. He's going to probably reboot, you know, the computer internet goblins. I'm on a bus. Um, All right, so the leprechauns for you. Um, What about you, Stabby?
2: mermaids okay mermaids I'm a mermaid person I'm a beach person I you know um, um, Nick has gills not me but um, I don't know it's always been mermaids for me the idea of being able to you know swim and live and Comb your hair with a fork instead of eat with it. Something about it, I don't know. Oh, you all mean right. a dinglehopper?
3: A dinglehopper.
2: Yeah. I knew somebody was gonna have it. Somebody. I'm glad it was Terry. <laughs>
0: no,
2: I. I was born and raised in the middle of a desert. Like, the beach was my dream. You know, getting out of the desert, you dream about the beach. And who lives there? Mermaids. Mermaids
4: live there. Jellyfish.
0: So I watched Cabin in the Woods, and that was the running theme that he always wanted mermaids. The merman. The the merman at the end is what. Well, it made his day less pleasant.
1: It's so funny him going from the West Wing to that movie.
0: So, what about you, Paul? What's your favorite?
5: Well, I've got a few but I, I really like the Kitsune from Japanese mythos. Uh, maybe because I'm a big Le- League of Legends fan, and uh, one of the characters is a Kitsune, and I just like the whole idea of cute Japanese fox spirit. I've Then I've also got dragons and stuff like that. I mean, it's... I'm not picky, but Kitsunis, I'd have to say, are my favorite. I don't know wh- why or how long I've liked them. It's just they've always been something that I've enjoyed.
0: Okay. All right. So, Kitsuni it is. All right. So, what about you,
4: uh, John? Um, I've always liked Centaurs for some reason. I don't know if it has anything to do with me being a Sagittarius, but I've always thought that uh, centaurs were, were pretty damn cool. But I okay. also like chimeras, and uh, I was real big into Greek mythology when I was a kid too, so just fantasy in general I find interesting. So for uh, for the, for the um, people that are fans
0: of the kitsune or wondering what it was, I went ahead and found a picture for you. Um, you're welcome, Paul. All right. Yeah. So, we've got. I is have there a question who,
1: about centaurs. Go on. Where's the genitals?
4: <laughs> I've never looked.
1: Is it I've heard they they hung like towards a horse the though. front or towards the back? Like a, like know, a horse.
4: I've heard. I've heard they're hung like a horse, though.
1: Sorry, I, I don't know. Well, they they're they're part horse. Um, okay. <laughs> Some questions just aren't meant to be.
5: I've always seen it portrayed either. like an at least anime. Or some of the other what stuff. What do you
1: want to, Ball? Dude, that's <laughs> called hentai, man. No. <laughs> corn, corn. You corn. No,
5: I've seen pictures where they've had the genitals as in where a normal horse would be. Okay. You know, It makes sense.
2: I've never
1: No, it does because it. it would look weird towards the front, right? Yeah. I think it would look really weird.
2: <laughs> so, um, I pulled up a list of m- the most famous uh, mythical creatures, and it goes: dragon, unicorn, fairy, werewolf, mermaid, minotaur, vampire, pegasus, phoenix, basilisk, Ooh, cyclops.
4: Those are cool too. Chim-
2: Griffin, chimera, banshee, kraken. Hydra Centaur
4: ogre Bigfoot troll leprechaun demon gnome and ending with a zombie I love werewolves but I've always associated them with horror monsters yeah, yeah. Hor- horror. Monsters. Like with monsters and not necessarily mythical yeah, creatures
5: just- well t- depending on the myth some believe that uh werewolves were uh tied to Diana which is why they changed in the moon
4: interesting Okay. Uh, Artemis,
5: or if you're going with uh, Greek Artemis, which is the huntress, that's the huntress. why they. Uh, that's why they change in the moon is because of the tie because Diana was a moon goddess, Artemis was the moon goddess, and one his one myth I heard was that the original the, the original werewolf made a pact or something with Diana and, or a curse of some sort, and that's how it progenrated throughout history and why they're tied to the moon. Which is why silver is supposedly useful against it is because silver was always associated with the moon. And since werewolves have a direct connection to the moon, the silver would act as a antagonist to block any powers that they would get from the moon. Stuff like that.
0: Okay, for me, I don't know, I always like the Selkie, just because I grew up in Navy Town, so it's the water creature that can like shapeshift. And it's kind of cool, like, you know, Little Mermaid was a thing when we were kids, and the the idea of just, you know, fighting sea monsters with a trident sounded cool. So the selkie was, you know, what I found when I went looking in Encyclopedia Britannica for uh, sea monsters. So Not the
2: Loch
0: Ness. Nessie too, but I don't find her on the list of um, legendary creatures because most people attribute that to like I I don't know, oh. like a, a cryptid more than a legendary creature, like an ancient dinosaur-type creature that just didn't die like we thought. And as much as that sounds crazy, we have found skeletal remains wash up on beaches of creatures we thought were extinct, for various fish creatures. And you know, krakens are pretty cool too. Kraken, yeah. I didn't find that until later, though. So
4: yeah. Okay. What what is it
0: about the kraken uh, that speaks to you?
4: It's pretty much the king of the sea. There's nothing that can really harm it or do anything to it, and just did what it did what it wanted. yet at the same time if you could call on it uh call on it to do your bidding it it got the job done too okay
2: all right um i like the gnomes (laughs) they were were so mischievous They're just so mischievous. How can you not love that? Like they would just fuck with people. And it was like when you're when you when you're trying to sneak sneak something past your parents and you freeze. Like that's gonna keep your parents from seeing you.
0: <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> did it work? No. So. No. no. So a but, lot of mess make- with a- the gnomes. A lot of mythical creatures are tied to the various religious <laughs> pantheons of the various historic um, cultures. I know the most commonly known one are the Greeks and the Romans because the Romans basically stole and morphed all of Greek culture. Um, does anybody think other cultures had pretty cool ones that you know might might not have heard about?
5: Japanese, uh, ton of them. Japanese Japanese, are good. Oh, yeah, Japanese a, the yokai, that, that's where the kitsune come from. <laughs> the only there's a lot Japanese. of fun Celtic and uh, mm-hmm. Gaelic ones as well. I mean, shoot! Even the Indian, Indian, and uh, Filipino, uh the have some Filipino really has some
4: fun
1: ones,
5: like the pangolin. Pangolin, I think it's called.
1: That it sounds about right. Really, Native Americans have the Wendigo, skinwalkers,
5: skinwalkers,
1: thunderbirds, Arizona Utilisi, shit.
5: I don't mess with that. Utilisi.
1: Okay, keep going.
5: My ex wife. Uh, you got African voodoo. You got a lot of voodoo and Haitian voodoo. You got African, some of the spirits of the land in Africa from the Zulus or some of those tribes. I mean, every religion has some type of mythical creatures tied to them in some way. And all of them are pretty interesting. Some are more. I mean, even Judaism has their own mythical creatures, like the, the Golem. Golem.
1: Yeah, not the beady-eyed guy from Lord of the Rings, like the big rock monster guys from the Earth. Well, you gotta love the Irish culture too. They got some new they have I mean, the America, they have the you're America's gonna have to speak problems. up a little bit, Stabby. She was talking about Ta- uh, the the Irish Gaelic culture um technically goblins
0: paul give her a second to speak right
1: oh hold on let me mute babe sorry
2: i was just saying um growing up in my family were um italian irish german so we have all different types of mythical creatures but the irish always kind of spoke to me because they have some pretty neat ones because one minute you're hearing about pixies and leprechauns and the next minute you're hearing about um uh red caps and um they're a little bit darker than a leprechaun they're a little bit darker than a pixie and then you have you know um all the other irish ones i of course just lost my train of thought because i was saying it to nick and (laughs) My brain was on track, but it's gone. But the Irish have a lot, and theirs are, theirs go from something so adorable to something pretty dark really quickly.
4: Okay,
0: I know the movie The Leprechaun put the uh, no. Little peers...
4: You don't no. count that atrocity.
0: <laughs> or go those atrocities,
4: on atrocities, I should say.
0: I don't know. I thought it was a funny movie, like a campy horror movie.
1: <laughs> Come on. It had, oh, I uh, think we might have lost a friend. Davis in it, Willow and, uh,
4: was good. That had a lot of good fantasy characters in it.
1: Oh, the brownies, because they stole
5: the baby from the stupid Dakini
1: when he was taking a pee And they like beer.
5: Actually, one of the movies that I liked was Legend.
1: Ooh, that was oh, really That's good. one of my favorites. That's a good one.
5: It had all sorts of uh, mythical creatures in it.
0: And if you haven't watched that movie, you're not old enough to listen to this podcast.
1: Tim Curry is the origin of my tra- childhood trauma. <laughs> in, legend. Yeah.
3: I was going to say, from which film? <laughs> and... Pretty much
1: all of the ones in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, when was Rocky Horror? That also scared the shit out of me.
5: Yeah. 70s, early 80s, I think.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Guy's an a- icon of making me want to wear diapers into my 30s. Uh, <laughs>
0: again this is not that kind of podcast it's family friendly we don't talk about yeah, your different strokes for different folks man we don't judge um no, all just, right so not out loud not out loud. <laughs> stabby will judge with her knife um Oof. okay so we've talked a, a little bit all over the place uh what do you think is the most interesting mythical creature it doesn't have to be your favorite just the one that's the most interesting
3: Hmm. I think my answer comes mostly because I don't know much about them, and that's the Oni from Japanese folklore.
0: I think Oni, and I'm yeah. thinking Stargate, the enemy at the end where it got a little jumpy, the sharky. Um, I got
1: a little. Or here,
0: Halo, but, uh, Office of Halo. Naval Intelligence. <laughs> oh,
1: gross!
0: I'm a nerd. I'm as you. much
4: as I like to draw, I I, find, I like I want to say all all mythology, but from a creative standpoint. I, I can't pick a favorite because Paul was talking about the uh, Filipino uh, mythological creatures. And those are just messed up and really fun to draw. So I I just like the, the imagination behind them all. Okay.
0: What about you, Nick? The most interesting for you?
1: Oh, the most interesting, wow. Yeah. Um... That's a tough
0: one, man. You want me to answer why you it's think so about me, it?
1: Yeah, move on, man, while I, while I give this some thought.
0: I'm going to say Darn the dragon, so. I think, is the most interesting to me because it spans so many cultures and has so many different aesthetic looks and, and lore behind it. And it makes you wonder what about it crossed so many cultures. And that's I've, what I've makes seen sense.
4: encyclopedias on, on dragons and surprising how many – different interpretations there are for the same thing.
0: Yeah. So, uh, is anybody besides Nick that, that wants to weigh in while he thinks, cause I can see the I'm smoke. Kind of,
5: I'm kind of in the same boat with John. I mean, they're all interesting in their own specific ways. Each one has a little bit to offer. I mean, as I said, the Japan, of course the Japanese, but also the Chinese, uh, mythos, uh, I'm a big fan of the Fae. Of the so, a lot of Celtic, Druidic, the Sealy Court, Unsealy Court, stuff like that. But I think I don't really have one or the other. I think they all have their own unique, and they're all fun to play with because it gives you a chance to delve into other cultures to see how they think, to see what they can bump. And if you look at it, they all have a common theme. You could see something in, say, Filipino mythology that has something that could be attributed in, say, Greek mythology, and so on, because they're all try to explain personalities or something that happens in, uh, in the in the physical world or something like that.
4: I kind of look at it as it's kind of the that particular culture's version of a uh, urban myth. Most of the ones I remember hearing about, there was always a uh a reason behind what what happened in the story. There there wasn't a mythical creature that did something just for shits and giggles. There's always a lesson to be learned. Okay. Yeah. All right.
1: Nick, but now this, that you've had time I, to I, think I, and
0: we've all run filler for you.
1: Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that.
0: My- we didn't didn't do. We do this without
1: my fullback. So I put glory to God to have a team on my side that was able to get me to the end zone and get us seven points. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and chicks dig scars. Remember yep. that.
1: And chicks dig scars. Um, I think the goblins are probably the most interesting because they can be portrayed as uh, evil or dark. And they've also been portrayed as like lighthearted and playful. The common theme between the two, they are pranksters. They... They're they're dickheads, <laughs> you know. They play jokes now. Depending on what side of the the spectrum you fall on, whether it's the light side or the dark side, they're still playing jokes. Some of them are horrific, and it's only what's funny to puka? them, huh? In Ireland, it's called a pooka. Uh, what what is it called in Ireland? A puka A pooka. I thought you said something totally different that I will not repeat on air. Um, <laughs> so I think that's what's interesting about them because they're like one of the few mythical creatures that can be portrayed as you know, good guys are helpful or the antagonist, you know? So I think mainly it's based on the imagination. But you see in a lot of folklore, depending on where the the goblins are from, either France or Germany or some other places in Europe, um, how they're used. And I I find that interesting because for story just from a storyteller's perspective, there's so much variety and so much depth I could do with those things. you know, and I could combine them too and then make them just like the reader be like, I don't get it. They just killed a dog and hoisted it up like for meat, like the predator. And, but they brought the dog collar back to the owners. Weird, you know, weird stuff like that, you know, they think they're being helpful, but still at the end of the day, they're still dicks.
0: (laughs) Okay. All right. So, you know, you talked about a little bit of, we've all hinted at some of the darker aspects of some of them. So do you, what is the scariest? Mythical creature. And obviously that's subjective. And clown isn't on the list, Stabby. Sorry. You didn't
2: even <laughs> let me answer the last question. I thought you did Shame answer. on
4: answer it.
2: I didn't. And it's, it's the boogeyman.
0: The boogeyman is the most interesting. You sitting right there he next to me.
2: Everybody has a boogeyman. Everybody. In Italian, it's called Luomo Nero. In um in Ireland, they actually call it a bodoc. Okay. Everybody, uh, Baba Yaga. Everybody has.
4: I thought a that was boogeyman.
2: a witch. Everybody has a boogeyman.
1: The Baba Yaga. Yeah, or it's a generalized of... term for boogeyman, witch. Oh, okay. um, And I uh, think spellcaster.
2: I think that has to be the most interesting because. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. Everybody has a boogeyman. Not everybody has a goblin. Not everybody has a unicorn or a mermaid. But everybody has a boogeyman.
0: Okay. All right. So what do you guys think is the scariest?
2: Clowns. (laughs) Not on the list. (laughs) Come on. That was funny. Because
0: he said it wasn't. All right. Besides the clowns.
1: Um, scariest.
4: Something that can deceive you or possibly change shape. So you don't know what to expect from it. Skinwalker. That'd be pretty freaky. Especially if you saw it change
1: right in front of you. Oh, I would need to change my underwear. (laughs) Uh I have to agree with John. Skinwalker is probably the scariest because it can change shapes. Anything that can change shapes on you, you know, like John Carpenter's thing. Scary. Scary as hell because you don't know who to trust or what to yeah.
0: trust. That was actually one of the my answers, too, was the shape-shifting had to be one of them just because they could be anywhere among you, and that's kind of what makes them scary. Um, although you can kind of play with that. Like I've read some stories where somebody gets bitten and they turn into a shifter, but instead of like a scary wolf, they become a poodle, and then you just laugh at them. <laughs> um yeah, I, I definitely think shifters were right up there with the scariest. There's one in Babylonian culture that I did some research on when I was uh, writing a, a short story a while ago. And I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, but it's Pabilsag, uh, P-A-B-I-L-S-A-G, which is a Sagittarius-like creature. But it's got a scorpion tail, uh, and it's pretty deadly. Uh, some like Babylonian. chimera? No, it's what? Like a chimera? Almost. Um, I couldn't find a picture of it. There's not a lot that survived from Babylonia, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Um, But they had some pretty interesting gods um, and goddesses and and creatures that survived, mostly through letters that they were sending out in in cuneiform and whatnot. But uh, that's a pretty good one. And then the bugbear, which everyone thinks about from D&D, but was a Celtic child-eating hobgoblin. So I I heard stories of those when I was younger. Better do your chores or... (laughs) So oh, now we that talk I talk
1: about like the South of the border stuff, like the, uh,
4: Chupacabra,
1: Chupacabra, <laughs> la llorena, you know, which is just a spiritual entity, but those are all mythical creatures. Uh, the Kakui. uh, oh, the Kakui got in here. I work with a lot of Hispanics and they tell me about that stuff. And I'm like, man, that sounds scary as shit. <laughs> okay. I don't want to. I'm not going south of the border, not even for Taco Bell. I'll keep that. <laughs> well, if bean. you're south of
0: the border, why would you eat at Taco Bell when you could get That's all It's not like real it.
4: Mexican food, anyway. The
1: authentic sure stuff. Is. At 3 a.m., it's real Mexican food, believe
5: me. <laughs> I think the scariest for me is the Shagath.
0: Which is, go on.
5: Go uh, on. An amorphous mass uh, void with multiple eyes and suckers. It's the one of the minions of Cthulhu. Nice. Oh,
4: the old His, uh, ones.
5: Minion of the Old Ones. Mm. That was another thing we never really touched on with mythical creatures are the old ones.
4: I have read a little yeah. bit of love, uh, H.P. Lovecraft's work. That's some fascinating visuals as well.
1: I, oh, I, I did. Really? I have, the I did a, is one of my favorite movies. That comes from I, H.P. did. I did a, I did a, a
4: short story called was from based on the shadows of Innsmouth and all the creatures in there looked like they were fishmen, like a creature from Black Lagoon. I mean, I knew, right. I know, I knew after the, after I read that book that he was just a raging uh racist, but he, ignore all that. His work was fascinating.
1: Separating the art from the artist. I get it.
4: Yes. Sometimes you have Except to.
1: Except for Hitler. I don't care if he was a painter. He's no. A schmuck. Yes. <laughs> I think, I think it's scariest for me. But...
4: Oh, I was thinking, punch Nazis in the face.
1: Silence, John. Terry needs to speak.
3: Oh. <laughs> so, I was going to say, probably the Wendigo would be scariest Ooh, to me. Nice. like that the was woods. Yeah, woods... woods... natural. Yes, there's that. It's often portrayed with like a deer skull over where its head would be, or that just is its head, thin, tall. And it's often associated with the northeast of this continent, which is my favorite terrain. So I could be out in the woods in the northeast and I could find a window go and I would probably die.
0: I would say beautiful words at your funeral.
3: Weren't oh, the
1: go like called upon? Where
3: they think think Just roam around. I like, think they have they to they be
1: called on. like a curse you. that was set upon somebody, almost like Pumpkinhead.
3: Yeah, there's I, there's a couple different versions I've heard of, Um and I'm not I have not done enough research on them to know what is more based on actual Native American legends and beliefs as opposed to what's portrayed in popular culture, like supernatural or the Stephen King books, Pet Cemetery, things like that. Yeah. So I'm not sure where those lines are. Fair. But they're still okay. creepy as all get out. Absolutely. Oh yeah. So That's Paul, you were,
0: you were throwing something in a side comment that was germane to the topic. So could you, could you throw that out there for the listening audience?
5: Uh, Wendigos are also very prevalent in Northwest. Uh, United States, uh, Eskimo, Inuit culture in Washington, uh, Oregon, British Columbia, going on up to uh, Alaska. There's a lot of myths and legends that dealing that deals with Wendigos. If I can't, if I can remember correctly, I think there is a urban legend that there is a when there was a Wendigo in uh, Deception Pass Forest. In the whole forest around Deception Pass up by Whibby Island. Supposedly there is a Wendigo that haunts that area. Oh.
0: No, it's just my ex-girlfriend just right running and hiding from me. Uh, I apologize <laughs> for setting her loose in the region.
2: <laughs> I think if you're going to really talk fear, it's the creatures that make you do things that you normally wouldn't do. Like Go sirens on. and banshees.
4: X-Y's. <laughs>
2: I said what I said. Sirens and banshees. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's 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 scary enough when something takes on the form of something else. It's scary when you see something shape shape, shape shifting in front of you. But think about seeing something and it telling you to do something that you normally would just never do, and you do it. Just because it told you to. I think that's more scary because it takes away your free will, it takes away your chance to run, to you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um it it, it takes away <laughs> your ability to do the natural human thing and protect yourself. That's true. Okay.
0: So I we've think talked that's about why this Oh, go ahead.
5: Demons and spirits that possess people are so scary, is because it takes away that free will that you, you well, know, you, you get possessed and it makes you do something that you normally wouldn't do. Say, a person who was nice and gentle could get possessed by a certain demon or spirit or whatever, and next thing you know, is they're a serial killer.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Movies and books that's a common trope when dealing with horror is possessions.
2: And a lot of videos have been coming out of, you know, people out on their first fishing trips overnight or their first time being on crabbing boats. And they're standing out on the back of boat by themselves, just kind of enjoying the beautiful night. And they start hearing singing in the middle of the ocean. And they're like, do you guys hear that? And everybody else on the boat's going, nope, you don't hear nothing. Ignore it. Walk away. And it's that moment where you're like, these boat guys know something. They know something. They're just not telling. And I want to hear their stories because they've obviously seen something that they're not talking about.
4: Okay.
0: That works. All right. So we've talked a little bit all over the place. And like most of this, um these topics when we start, um (laughs) trust welcome, Mariner. (laughs) Just not the sports team, they suck. Um we've talked all over the place with these topics and there's always room to dive in more deeply on on the various niches. And if you've got any you want us to talk about, dear listener, like chime in. We we list all the social medias at the end and, and we're easy to get a hold of. Um but uh, which of these mythical creatures have, have you guys used in your creativity, either your writing or your drawing?
4: Well, when uh, when Paul brought up the Filipino ones, uh, I I had a, a commission where I got a chance to draw one, so I went down this little rabbit hole, and that's when I learned about it. Before the um, there's a anime on Netflix about Filipino. Mythology as well, and apparently that's a famous manga they have. So, okay. uh, those were fun. I've done traditional vampires, werewolves, uh, drawn dragons. Uh, when I back when I was airbrushing, I was uh, I had done a uh, picture of a uh, centaur because I was trying to figure out how Boris Vallejo does his work. Uh, it's just the shapes and and the challenge of creating something outside of what I normally do is just, I'll never not be fascinated by it. Okay. All right. So what about you, Terry,
0: which have you used um, so far?
3: Uh, well, I've used dragons twice in some of the stuff I've been working on on, on the writing front.
0: What about uh, from narrating front?
3: Uh, also dragons. Uh, there's, the the author that I narrate for, J.F. Posthumus, uses a ton of various creatures. Not all of them have voice, but they are mentioned and described in there. Okay.
1: Paul, what's your
3: dragon voice? Oh, dragon voice? Well, it's kind of like this. He's a bit of an ass, <laughs> but he's I fun.
5: Typical urban fantasy dragons, werewolves, vampires. Uh, I've got an idea that I'm working on where they exist, but there's a veil that keeps them hidden, and if you're aware you could see it, and I always hated the whole idea that just because they're a vampire, they're evil you could you could do th- say you could have a good vampire, I mean it's TV show Forever Night, Nick Knight was a uh, cop vampire just because they're, you're a vampire doesn't necessarily mean you're an evil, blood-sucking uh, demon from hell. It's all about th- your actions. Same thing with angels or demons. I kind of like to have that little different spin on stereotypes and the normal on what we think about when we say werewolves or vampires or demons or angels and so on.
1: Okay. I would call that show Vamp Cop.
0: So Nick, which have you yeah. used in your in your either your writing or your drawing? Because you've done both now.
1: Um I uh, spoil alert for all my ApG Comics fans, because this comic one day will show up and I'll promote the hell out of it. Um I have this character named Nefarin Vlad Dracul. Uh, he was turned in Ireland, um, shunned from his village, traveled east, ended up in Wachilla. And came across a young man coming from another war called Vlad Tempest. And he ended up, because he was starving, he sucked him dry. And in my world, when you do that as a vampire, you take on their essence and their memories. It makes them easy to blend in amongst the populace, you know, and pretend to be somebody else. Um, So it was going to be a book that follows him through his adventures as Vlad the Impaler, because he took over his identity and as technology advances he understands that technology is going to be the future and he starts getting really into technology and he has friends he makes friends with a former werewolf servant of his one day he's like you know this is kind of stupid you guys are just as powerful as us we should just be friends eventually in modern times the werewolf named Ezekiel he calls him Zeke opens up a bar in New York City called Hair of the Dog
0: like, my kind of place. Bar
1: named that in Virginia Beach near my mom's is there really does it have a werewolf head on it because that'd be cool
0: it actually has a you know what I'm gonna take a picture of it next time I go and I'll send it to you
1: so because so, this is gonna like open up the uh paranormal um type side of AppG Comics uh he's gonna be the lead he's gonna be the uh the Constantine the Dylan dog
4: the Australian the uh, Hellblazer
1: yeah uh, but he's, he's going to be a vampire. He's into the occult. Uh, he's used nanotechnology to put a protective shield around him so he can walk in the daylight. Um, you know, so I, I really enjoy this vampire character. I've been working on him since, since like my early 20s. I got into a, what uh, the hell was it called? There was a website where it was like back and forth storytelling. So you would create the plot. And the environment, and then someone else with their character. Would come in. So it was like a role-playing game that was online, but we didn't roll for initiative or anything like that. We just continued the story, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I kept going with it. I'm like, man, this guy would make an awesome character, you know? Like he has to show him put the contacts in his eyes because his eyes are blood red with, you know, and black, you know. So he's got He's got to blend in. He has to answer for why this corporation. Has this a guy that looks similar to the previous guy that should be dead, you know? So he, it shows that the links he would go through prosthetics and theatrics to to carry on the lie that he was born in like fifteen hundreds in outside of Dublin, you know. Okay. So I, I i do enjoy vampires. I enjoy werewolves. I found an opportunity uh, to uh, to create this story, and probably in the next two years, I'll be able to actually get that out.
0: Okay. So I think I've used everything from the ancient uh, Babylonian because I wrote Ishtar's Rising, which was sort of set in Mesopotamia, otherwise known as Iraq. Um, and then more recently, I'm working on a series that's using with James Ward, the Cursed Brigade. So it's all the ancient uh, Egyptian um, creatures. Um, and then that that's going to pantheon hop from ancient Egypt to Greece and all the other ancient places so they're going to see basically the entire encyclopedia britannica of creatures is going to get there at some point assuming people like it and keep reading it and then I'm working on a um, also with James a story where they get sucked into a DD game it's a portal fantasy so that's basically the monster manual spilled onto a page so all of them is I guess my answer cuz I'm writing two books at once cuz I'm a moron
4: are we counting zombies as mythological creatures or is that hmm. more horror like the werewolves? I would think it's more horror. Myth- zombie. I mean, werewolves
0: count. They're even on the list. I don't know that zombies would.
4: Well, they're mythical. Me, myth- me either. I was culture. Just thinking about it. It's been in different types of cultures.
1: I, I didn't know. Well, Egyptians, I mean, Anubis had the army of the dead. In his, I've always uh, looked at zo-
4: as uh, mummies as a type of zombie.
0: Well, according to Wikipedia, a a zombie, which is uh, Haitian French zombie, Haitian Creole zombie, Z-O-N-B-I, Kikongo, which is zombie, (laughs) is a mythical undead, creole, revenant creature through the reanimation of corpse. Created through the reanimation of a corpse in modern popular culture, zombies are most commonly found in horror and fantasy genres. Uh, I stand corrected. It is indeed. Well, good. Most most of my professional work has been
4: zombies. Yeah, most of my professional work has been zombies of, of some sort.
0: All right. Well, then that counts. So with that being said, um, what is everybody – we're going to start with you, Paul. What are you writing, and how can they find you?
5: Uh, I'm writing a few different things right now. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I mean X. I've got an Amazon author page. I've got a Facebook author page. And one of these days I'll get around to making a website.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're sometimes optionally a good idea. All right. So what about you, Terry? What are you writing and how can listeners and viewers find you on the wild, wild interwebs?
3: Uh, right now I'm working most somewhat diligently on a short story that also happens to include two dragons. Ha <laughs> ha thematic. Uh, and I'm most commonly found if you search a little bit on the book of face
1: oh Terry, did you ever watch friggin'. the starsky and hutch movie
3: i have not actually
1: okay so there's a line in there because he said two dragons and he's starsky and hutch are talking to a prisoner and they'll he'll only give information if they do weird dragon stuff <laughs> and he goes and it's will ferrell playing the character too so you know it's gold and he goes all right guys i'll give you a little bit more but i gotta level with you it's gonna get a little weird
3: <laughs> oh boy
1: watch that movie you'll laugh hopefully you'll laugh uh if not feel free to email me and tell me i'm full of shit
3: <laughs> and if I'll you need to send
0: your therapy bill just do that too clearly yeah,
1: nick pays for therapy apparently hold on let me see that banner <laughs> one more time oh, I, deleted it. I deleted it oh my god that was a All right. So, uh, John,
0: I, I I muted you while you were talking, so let me unmute you,
4: but what are you working on and how can they find you on the wild, wild interwebs? Uh, I'm on all the main, uh, social media under seclusion studios. I've done uh Exodus Z is my latest book. It, uh, recently got funded on Indiegogo this time. And uh, I think we're working on fulfillment. I have to get with my writer I think by the end of the week or the end of the month, we're going to be starting production on issue two of, uh, of X and a Z. Uh, I found that sketch for that Filipino uh, artwork I told you I, I had done. So uh, monsters in general are, are fun. I've done um, like Creature from the Black Lagoon type monsters the, for the Lovecraft. Most of my professional work has been zombies. I've done some concept work for a book where mo- the mo- the creatures in that were werewolves. Uh, so just anything scary, I, I seem to like drawing. Is the Seclusion Studios a hint to friends and family to leave you alone so you can work? No, I came up with that when I was in high school, actually. I, I think that's when I started realizing that I liked being alone and okay. away from people. <laughs> All right. Well, this is the
0: part of the introduction. The podcast, I will speak, I promise, uh, where I remind you to please be kind and speak your mind on the reviewing platforms. Your reviews help the right readers find the right books, so do your part. And if you're a comic book reader and you can't find a place to review, start your own dang website and do comic book reviews or something creative and review them there. But either way, you should share the thoughts of the things you read. It helps the authors You know, be motivated and understand that you want more. And if you don't do that, you can't complain when your series die on the vine. All those books you never got into—if you had reviewed it, maybe it would have. Just saying. Nick, did you want to? Do you want to add something to that? I'm seeing you give me the look. No, I
1: was agreeing with you, man. I was a cheerleader back here. I'm like, for real, dude, review (laughs) that comic.
0: That's right. Uh, That book. Woo. At least the good ones. The good ones, right? Share your thoughts. Tell how are you going to
1: know if you don't read them
0: outstanding and uh speaking of stalking people online you can find us on our link tree l-i-n-k-t-r dot <laughs> e link tree slash blasters and blades podcast where we link to all the things the bit shoot the rumbles the twitters the email which is blasters blade podcast at gmail.com uh madam stabby stabs instagram and twitter where you can send her all the hate mail she will make you cry though so just fair warning we link to our okay. facebook group and facebook page which coincidentally are named after the podcast three guesses what it's called All right, you got it wrong. Moving on. And finally, we have our website, which is W – everyone knows it's W – anyway, anchor.fm slash blasters dash and dash blades. Again, anchor.fm slash blasters Tech and Tech blades, where for as little as 99 cents a month, you can help keep the lights on and the co-host caffeinated. And Stabby, she will make you cry. Uh, She charges extra for that, though, just so you know. Uh, Or – you could support the show more directly on our buymeacoffee.com slash author J.R. Hanley. Again, buymeacoffee.com coffee.com slash author J.R. Hanley. Be sure to put in the comment section, it is for the podcast. And I will keep my co-hosts duly caffeinated. They will drink the Java till it pours out of their ear holes. Speaking of the Java, if you uh if you like good coffee and who doesn't, and you want it made in America, because that matters to you, uh, Coffee Brand Coffee is the place to go. Use our uh, link in the show notes, or just go to their website, coffeebrandcoffee.com and use the code podcast, and you will save 10% off the cost of your product. And even better, we get a little bit of a kickback and you help know, keep the lights on. It's a win-win people. you get coffee. We get coffee. Cause let's face it. If we actually ever earn money from them, we're just putting it back into their company for more coffee. Cause why not? We're that kind of addict people. We sample our own products, man. Don't get high on your own supply. Uh, I already broke that rule, man. I'm drinking the blueberry uh, coffee. It's about the s'mores (laughs) for me, man. I still like. I just ordered a refill because it was so freaking good. I was supposed to try other things, but I just my finger just accidentally, of course, hit the s'mores again.
2: They have one called spiked jack o' lantern. Spiked jack o' lantern, like
4: fancy pumpkin
0: spice. Basically, if it's gonna call it spiked, there better be booze involved.
2: Who says there's
0: not? The fact that they are shipping internationally. All right.
2: Can't buy the spiked jack o' lantern internationally.
0: Well, then maybe, maybe we will be getting drunk in a little bit but instead i would like to thank you dear sober listener for spending some of your precious time with us for my crazy intoxicated co-host i am jr hanley and this was the blasters and blaze podcast we'll be back next week at the same time where we'll indulge our love of nerd culture cheesy jokes and all things that go boom and if you're enjoying the three a week instead of the usual monday and friday let us know if you want us to keep that up for season four because we're getting really close to the end of the year people where did 2023 go i don't know if you find it tell me because i think i lost part and with let's that, let's
1: do the time warp again. <laughs> oh, you so, want to so, so, uh,